0: welcome to another episode of Conscious and Curly. I am your host, Angelica. Um, and happy Monday. I think I realized Mondays are just going to be the best days for me to be posting these. Um, it's been exactly a week since I last posted. Thank you guys so much who tuned in and saw what I was up to in my last episode. Um, Yeah, just with life, Mondays are where it's going to be at, which will make Mondays our new favorite day of the week, hopefully, if you're with me. Um, Yeah, so I guess a little catch up of what I've been up to is I went to Hippie Hollow, which is a clothing optional beach here in Texas. It's in Austin. Um, I spend some time out there just by myself. It's one of my favorite places. I like to go sip some drink wine, um, read a book. And it was a lovely time. If you're in or around the area, I highly recommend checking it out. um, If it's something you're comfortable with. And what else? I also had a few birthday parties. Kids' birthday party is nothing adult fun for my son and some friends of his. That kept me busy. Um, spend some time with family, just real mom mode, uninteresting things over here. Um, it was Father's Day, or it has been Father's Day, I think, since we've last caught up. So happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Um, I hope you guys had a great time. I hope you got what you deserved in all the good ways, not in an ugly way. Um, yeah, I guess that's been all that's been up with me. Um, let's get into our first segment, which is food for thought for today's food for thought. I wanted to, give you an interesting fact that's super important and something that I carry in my everyday life as a yoga instructor as a mindful person um, is that scientifically the only way to relax every muscle in the body is to take a deep breath in and out (laughs) So, for today's food for thought, I would like you to engage with me, and we're gonna just going to take a guided, deep breath in. I will be your guide. You can place a hand on your heart, you can place a hand on your lower abdomen, one on both, wherever you feel natural, if you're able to. Let us inhale deeply for one, two, three four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Feel a little more relaxed. I hope so. Um, yeah, that's a little insight into everyday life of me. I am constantly taking, I call them deep belly breaths, um, constantly trying to slow down come present to the moment. Um, I probably struggle with anxiety if I were to really like let my mind get there and allow my impulses to take over. I think I probably do have some type of anxiety, but because I work so diligently and so hard intentionally on, um, present mindfulness and breathing, It's something that really is subdued in my life, anxiety is. Um, But I'm surrounded by a lot of anxious people in my life, my loved ones, people I work with. So I just invite everybody to slow down, take a breath, relax every muscle in your body. And that actually is a really good segue into my topic today. My topic today is comfortable with discomfort. This is another best way to describe me, Angelica. Um I've been working and trying to figure out how like how to unpack all of this over the last few days and how to like really outline and guide you through my journey with discomfort, my journey with living outside of my comfort zone and I really couldn't come up with a way. So we're just going to journey through that together. And y'all are going to be with me here as I like unpack my mind and all of what I've been through when it comes to discomfort and um, living outside of your comfort zone. Um, Let's pause for the cause. Um, I... My journey with, I guess, stepping outside of my comfort zone started when I was about six years old. I don't even know if it was six. I'll say just very young, probably before six. I used to have, like, it was, I feel, probably, like, um, claustrophobia, and I've always been afraid of the dark. Um, so I hate it. I don't know. From a young age, I recognized not liking that fear stopping me from things. We, I I couldn't play hide and seek with my friends if they turned off the lights. If I was in a tight closet, I would freak out. And I just didn't like not having that control. I recognized that from a young age. I don't know why God made me that way, (laughs) but I started from a very young age practicing Putting myself in those uncomfortable situations, specifically a futon. We had a futon. All my 90s babies maybe know what this looks like. It's brown. It folds in three sections on top of each other. Sometimes they go in like a leather bed that like folds out to look like a real piece of furniture, but We just had one in the garage, I think, for extra guests, if we had a guest or something that we would just fold out on the couch, I mean, on the floor for people to sleep on. So we had this futon that I would crawl into the middle of. I would lay myself down and crawl in the center in between the two folds. And I would lay there and freak the fuck out for a few minutes as I breathed. And as I got comfortable with being uncomfortable, and again, I don't know why I chose to do this. I don't know what, I'm not sure of the thought process of me as a child, besides not wanting this to take over. So I learned then, and I started training myself then on how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I remember it would, again, I would be freaking out. So it was a very terrifying thing. It was not what I wanted to do. And I would always see X-Files, Aliens, and I would hear the X-Files song again. 80s, 90s babies, maybe know what I mean. Um, But the X-Files would always play. And I think it's because X-Files probably gave me the same uncomfortable feeling and scary feeling as I felt in that moment. And that probably was all I had associated with it. I'm not sure. I'm not going to therapize myself right now. (laughs) All I know is I did this probably once a week, all from a very young age and practiced being uncomfortable and learned. I'm not sure if it cured me. I won't say it like This is how you cure, whatever. But for me, I'm definitely not claustrophobic anymore. Still a little scared of the dark. But regardless, it started my practice and my whole process and journey of being uncomfortable. If you hear a noise in the back, I'm really sorry. (laughs) I am recording during the day and there's businesses and lawn guys doing their thing outside. Um, but that started my journey, like I was saying, of being uncomfortable. And from there, it just, I always just chose what happened was I became comfortable with being uncomfortable. It no longer was afraid for, I no longer was afraid of it. It no longer scared me or would deter me from things. Instead, I would choose that route Um, So it started with the futon. And then I think it started with, oh, dreams. I would have really scary dreams. Anytime I had dreams of like monsters or the bad guys or the scary guys, I always would end up being in their space, like allowing them to get close to me. And again, breathing through that and finding these guys either aren't so bad, or the death wasn't so bad. Because again, it was a dream and whatever. But again, I even would practice it in my dreams, just going towards what was uncomfortable or scary. Um, And I think this is what led me into the whole practice of yoga, probably. I think it's what led me into being into BDSM and terms of like my sexuality or liking more of a challenge when it comes to sex I think all of it even the crazy toxic dysfunctional horrible situations and relationships I was in I feel like a part of it had to do with my comfort for discomfort how comfortable I was with what wasn't normal with what isn't comfy I would always choose that and I I am grateful for that journey because I live outside my comfort zone all the time. And I feel like that's truly the only space for growth is outside of your comfort zone. I don't recommend people growing all the freaking time. I definitely recommend enjoying where you are, being in a good space, um, being in spaces of a plateau. I just, based on what I've created and the monster that I've created of just constantly challenging myself and constantly seeking the uncomfortable have more so done it on the side of like almost every day, almost every day I'm finding myself doing something that's uncomfortable, be it taking stairs versus an elevator, parking far and having to walk, um, playing with my kids when I'd rather sleep <laughs> or just watch TV, really anything. I'm always at least once a day trying to challenge myself to do something that isn't comfortable. Um, And that I think is probably a good idea for others to try. If this is all something new that you've never even thought of or heard of, I recommend trying something outside of your comfort zone, because again, I do believe that that's the only space for growth. Um, With that, based on your girl's journey, (laughs) I have grown a lot and I have experienced a lot. It's kind of like, oh, excuse me. It's kind of like I thought of, I was out at lunch with a friend, um, shout out Damien, and I was mentioning my favorite movie of all time, Forrest Gump. And I kind of feel like Forrest Gump is very similar in that way. He said yes to everything, never thought about if he knew how to do this, never thought about if he's ever had an experience or knows even what it is he's saying yes to. He just said yes to the experience and lived a pretty freaking full life, grew a lot. But Again, I don't know if everybody's up for that, and I don't think everybody's built for that. But I do challenge you to challenge yourself and allow yourself to impress yourself at least once a day. Maybe start with once a week if this is all completely new to you. Um, But yeah, just get a little more comfortable with discomfort. And I guess that's what I have to say about that. With that, I kind of wanted to lead into um, more of, I guess, my own journey and what I've been through, touching back on the growth that I've experienced from living outside of my comfort zone. Again, a lot of that growth came from the toxic relationships that I think also came from living outside of my comfort zone or the people-pleasing that I was able to i don't know suppress myself for or like put my own comfort aside to appease others all of that um toxic relationships people pleasing there's like ugly sides to my journey but it all led to growth at the end of the day. And then what I've recently grown through and have realized is, oh, snap, what I've been training for and this unnecessary, I don't know, American Ninja Warrior mental games I've been putting myself through is not only unnecessary, it's a part of my journey. I'm I'm accepting and I'm grateful for that. But it led me down a lot of paths that I don't think I would... Normally, have taken had I not been in that American Ninja Warrior mental <laughs> game, but the growth that I got from that and the experiences, challenges, who I am today is all because of that, and I am very grateful for that. At the end of the day, um, and yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Um, Yeah, I don't even know how to break this all down inside of what I'm saying. And inside of the vagueness I'm giving you are very specific and very crazy experiences that I've gone through. And I don't know how to like, again, just unpack that. But I guess we can start. I'll give you guys like just a quick little snippet of what was most recent. So I have a 15-month-old. I had him in 2021. So from 2019, I'll say, yeah, 2019 to 2021, I experienced the end of one relationship Again, that's all crazy to go into. I can go into that. I experienced the end of one relationship, the start of a new relationship that ended up being toxic. I didn't see it being that way naturally. I saw it as a challenge and I I saw us really connected in a lot of other ways. I learned later through growth that that was trauma bond that we were connected on. Regardless, I started this relationship. We journeyed. Through life, I journeyed through incorporating him into my life. Me working full time, him not working at all. Me finding out I'm pregnant, him still not working at all. Me still working full time throughout my whole pregnancy. He ended up applying to get on a reality TV show. We got selected for this reality TV show. Nine, eight months, nine months pregnant, I started filming a reality TV show. He's not working still. We are filming this reality TV show. Lots of tension. I'm pregnant. The volatile and toxicity just came to a head. It reached its peak shortly after my child was born. And our whole relationship dissolved because reality TV was involved. There were liabilities because things got physical. And it all just stopped. <laughs> And it's all so crazy to reflect and unpack and think about, because at the end of the day, I know that all of that was because of how comfortable I am with being uncomfortable. Because I was so comfy being uncomfortable, I was fine with filming a reality TV show five days out of the week for six hours (laughs) at nine, eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant while working... Uh, it was just so much. And it's so crazy to me to think back on, but I'm also so grateful for that journey. And I'm so grateful for where I am. I'm so grateful for my son that was the product of that. And we are journeying on and continuing on in a much more healed, peaceful space. Um, But that's just a little taste. That's just literally like two years of my life and the craziness that that can be. And I handled it all as a yoga instructor, still so mindful and conscious and present while getting my own boundaries stomped all over, getting my own discomfort placed (laughs) ahead of everybody. And Not realizing that because I just hadn't learned those lessons yet, I guess. I don't know. It's all so crazy. And I am totally going to go into and unpack more of me, more of what I've been through. Because even this and even just talking about this, I'm realizing how much there is to really unpack, unpack and how much there is that you guys don't know that there is to share It's crazy. I guess this is going to be like a book, like my own little memoir of my life, if you guys are interested. Um, Yeah. But I say all that again to say that there's growth through this discomfort, and your journey is not my journey, and I don't recommend that journey to anybody. Um, It's just the journey that I am, and it's the journey that I've chosen, that was given to me. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And I don't know if that's really where we should end it. I I think, I don't think we're ending it. I think it's going to be like a to be continued and you guys can write in, comment, do whatever, reach out to me and let me know like, oh my gosh, I want to hear so much more or (laughs) or not, which whatever you feel in your little heart based on this, whatever you feel or are connecting to based on this, I would love to know. I would love to hear more of, um, if you're connecting to this at all, please let me know. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for that. That is pretty crazy. Okay, so I guess we will get into my next segment, which is anonymously kinky. Um, I've asked you guys to write in to ask conscious and curly, all spelled out at gmail.com. Title the email anonymously kinky and write in. I also had posted again on Instagram while I was Editing this last episode um, to get people to write in because I just want to make sure I have any questions. Um, And yeah, I did get one question. So we will go ahead and answer that now. It says, I'm struggling to express my kinky self. How best do I do that? Um, First of all, thank you so much for writing in. And I highly recommend porn. I highly recommend um, books, research, anything that intrigues you that you may have heard of sexually, anything that you may have like come across in your own sexual experiences that you were like, whoa, what was that, but put it on the back burner and just never looked at again, I highly recommend looking into. It could be something as simple as nipple play. Um, I know that there are a lot of men who love having their nipples played with but are uncomfortable or not sure how to even express that, how to open up about that, how to learn more about it on their own. I highly recommend just doing your own research, experimenting with yourself, finding what it is that makes you – that stimulates you in more ways than – the vanilla, whatever that may be for you. (laughs) I'm not sure what your experience is, what your orientation is, but regardless, I highly recommend um, experimenting on yourself. I highly recommend searching, being open to researching, finding things in porn, um, and yeah, just being open. I feel like it all starts with you. If you want to be open sexually, you yourself have to start opening yourself up sexually. If you want to receive love, you yourself have to like start being able to give love. Same thing. I I think it starts with you and you just, and also know that it's all on the spectrum. I feel like sexuality is a spectrum and regardless of where you are even if you're soup even if you're vanilla and that is what gets you off that is the everything you've ever dreamed of and it gives you all the sensations you would want then embrace that accept that and be that absolutely if you want a little more hardcore stuff or even if it's yeah even if you want a little more hardcore stuff just be open to that accept that about yourself and experiment, be open and look at everything as an experience. This all is just our human experience and we are to experience everything, learn from it, grow from it, be challenged by it. Yeah. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps you understand maybe how to dive a little deeper into your own kinkiness. Um, Yeah. Just research, figure out what it is that you like. Um, and be open to exploring that with yourself, maybe with partners later. And again, if you have any questions um, regarding sex, kinks, anything of the spectrum, email me, askconsciousandcurly at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put anonymously kinky. Now, let's roll on in into our last segment, which is questions. And I actually do have a question. Somebody wrote in. Thank you so much to that person. Um, it says, hey, Angelica, you are my first school crush. Don't know if you ever knew. Anyway, I don't know. And I don't know who this person is. Just to answer the question. Anyway, so you said you have had many experiences. Would you share what's made you into the woman you are today? What paths have you walked? What paths do you see yourself going through in the future? talk about it and let's get this podcast going. Cheers. Um, Yeah, I feel like I dived a little bit into what like the paths that I've chosen as far as the uncomfy ones. Any path you can think of that's like, ooh, are you sure you want to go down that one? Angelica picked it. <laughs> and Angelica strapped up her boots and felt brave enough to do it for whatever reason. Um, And you actually inspired the topic of this podcast because I think my comfort with discomfort is the start of my path and the start of all the paths that led me to the woman that I am today. So thank you for your questions. Um, They also asked, what paths do I see myself going through in the future? I see myself going down paths that have caused fear before. I've always been challenged and I'm always willing to be uncomfortable for others, for the sake of others' comfort, or even for the sake of like physical discomfort. I had both my children, completely natural, no epidural, vaginal births, all mind over matter. Those kind of things, mind over matter based things, I really feel like Um, I choose and I gravitate towards and I can really do what I'm recently realizing my fears are is more so things that are like my, I don't know, my mind can't get over the matter because the matter is my mind. That sounds crazy. What I mean is things like starting this podcast, speaking my truth speaking things that may go against other may go against the grain may go against others ideas of me may go against society's norm me speaking out me being open with it me being transparent with that has been something that i've been so afraid of um but that's a path that i see myself doing in the future me Standing in front of my little phone, making videos, talking into the little square that is my phone, being comfy with that are things, those are the things that I just can't get over. But those are the paths that I see myself for the future. I'm going to try to not master, (laughs) just conquer, just be a part of um, the TikTok world and do a little bit of that. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But that's a goal of mine. And that, that is a path that I see myself doing. I have a lot of concepts in my mind. Again, actually mustering up the courage to be in front of my little phone and do take after take after take. Um, any TikTokers who has who have any like perspective tips they'd love to send me. I would love some insight because I cannot get over seeing myself in my phone. But these are all things that I see myself conquering. These are paths that I see myself going down in the future. And yeah, I guess that's it. As far as you learning more about the paths that I've been down and what this life has led (laughs) to making me the woman I am today. Um, I say just stick around. Keep listening to these episodes. I will continue to share as much of myself as I can and break down as much of myself as I can um, in these few minutes with you. And thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing with me. And thank you for writing in your question, person who emailed me. I really appreciate it. And thanks for sharing that I'm your first crush. I'm glad you got to like Get that off your chest. I hope that felt good for you, as good as it felt for me to receive it. Um, so yeah, that concludes another episode of Conscious and Curly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me. Feel free to comment, write back, leave an Apple review. Whatever you feel in your heart to do, (laughs) let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what you think of any episodes, and Until next week, you guys be safe out there. Peace.